Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by Newcastle Natter legend and founder Luke Benson. Hello. And through the medium of Alexander Graham Bell, in other words, on a telephone, in a first, I believe, in Natter history. Is that right, Luke? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The first time ever we're finally moving into the 1970s and we've got someone on the phone. <laughs> Dave Watson. Hello, lad. This is amazing. Where are you right now? I am sitting in my kitchen in Manchester. Way to push the boundaries, Dave. Got a new medium, haven't we? It's freaky. This is, this is you know, technology at its full. This is weird. I, I'm I'm really excited about it, as <laughs> I'm sure are the listeners. Um, this feels odd, Dave. Uh, you tweeted uh, yesterday. You tweeted a picture of you holding the Premier League trophy. Yeah, yeah. I went to the um, the museum, like the uh, the football museum up here, and it's got the the FA Cup and it's got the Premier League trophy, and um, you can do various like you can take penalties and stuff like that. The weird thing is, right? Who do you take? Who Premier... do you take penalties against? Oh, it's just like it's just a big wall with a, like a very badly animated goalkeeper put onto it. Did they put and, a face um, on the goalie? Yeah, you just smash the ball towards this wall and it tells you whether you scored or not. Did you good fun. did you queue up for half an hour with a load of ten year olds to do that, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> well I, I didn't really queue, I just elbowed my way to the front. There are only ten. Right. But um yeah, no it was good fun. The um the, the better half she didn't want to take a penalty because she didn't want to make a fool of herself. And I was like, No, I understand that. You Don't took worry, your I'll, I'll sh- you took your girlfriend to the National Football Museum. No, That's no, something you're meant to me. take your estranged son to. <laughs> no, she, she took me as a surprise. I oh, mean, that's sweet. I surprise. think we're all yeah, surprised that happened. <laughs> what, that I've got a girl? Or the... Bit of both. 
go to yeah this is for the nasa listener again go to dave's twitter page at this dave and have a look at the picture he's wearing white snooker referee gloves can, can, you have to is that so that you don't damage the trophy yeah, yeah, and also, you're allowed to pick up the Premier League trophy, but you're not allowed to pick up the FA Cup trophy. So you just have to, like, I don't know, rob it or something. Well, congratulations Weird. on being the first Newcastle fan to pick up the Premier League trophy since <laughs> Alan Shearer. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, yeah. So, it's, fun. it's been a while yeah. since we've had you on the pod, and it's been a while since Anatta because of the international break. But, however, this Saturday, Luke, uh, a a great result against Brentford. Yeah, it was tremendous. I watched the highlights today in preparation. Just looks like, have we found our level? I think so. It seems, well, at the moment, I feel like we're going through a bit of a period of, oh, we're really good, we're really good, we're really, really good. Oh, we're complacent. Are we we settling, though? Because we seem to have dealt with the going down potential crisis of loads of new players, loads of other players leaving, shit we're in the championship pretty well. And loads of greens, loads of wins in the column. It looked like a brilliant performance. Two more goals for Dwight Gale. And by all accounts, Dave Watson, a a phenomenal performance by John Joe Shelby. Yeah, I was um, was just going to jump in and say, like, Gale's got nine goals in ten so far Shoot. and you can only think that he's, he's, he's going to get 20 plus but Shelby I mean Shelby's got what five assists already another man of the match performance and I mean I was having an argument well not an argument I was having a discussion with a mate of mine and we were saying oh, okay. is he the best player in that league well it's sort of uh, if we're honest we're not watching a lot of other championship games but, or at least I'm not. But uh, it, it's been fluctuating because I remember a f- couple of weeks ago we were talking about maybe Matt Ritchie was our player of the season thus far or Johan Gufran. But in terms of <laughs> talent, maybe maybe Shelby is the best player in there. He looked tremendous. Like the, the balls that he played in from deep, it just seemed like, all right, you're going to give me five to ten yards to hit a ball where I want to hit it, how I want it mm. to finish, were just tremendous. Like the ball for Kieran Clark was incredible. And the other one just like, just flipping quarterback passes. I was, my girlfriend is away this week, which means that I bought from Amazon for £10 uh, an old Pro Evo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought the, uh, well, I bought the Euro 2016 Pro Evo, which right. is because I'm such a big fan of that tournament. Yeah, it was a good one. But it was only, you know, I guess this came out six months ago or something, and John Joe Shelby is in the England squad. Right. And Andros Townsend. But it tells me something about how far he's fallen. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, but it also tells you... England have fallen. Yeah. Um, but it also tells you how much of a, a talented player he is. That's how I. That's how I get all my opinions on footballers <laughs> from where they were in Pro Evo. I mean, really, we've got based on what was it Pro Evo twenty thirteen, we've probably got one of the best squads 
on the planet Ewan Gufran went ballistic. Yeah. In Pruivo when he was when he was a Ute. Uh, Riviera was unbelievable. Yeah. All those planets. We're a great if nothing else, we're a great pro Evo side. <laughs> I think that's what we can inspire to. Anything else you'd like to say about the game, Dave? That oh, springs I want to, talk to mind. About Perez, yes, he got a start, yeah, yeah. which has not been uh, all that regular for him this season. No, because it seemed like Diame was favoured over him, but it looks like Perez has been played in his preferred number 10 role, and he did okay, but he gave the ball away nine times. I lost possession nine times, and the entire team only lost position 19 times. So you equated for like half of the amount, half of our losses in possession was down to Perez and that's that's the role he wants to play and he's the only Chief real possession lunar, loser yeah, yeah. Where, he's the, the only genuine number 10 we've got yeah but because the army's not a number 10 you forget and that CM like, Diong is, is on loan yeah. Yeah. oh Paul Doolan how's, how's he doing <laughs> is he okay yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, we've got a number 10 that he keeps giving the ball away and it could just be nerves. It could be that he's trying to thread a ball through. I, I don't know, because I can't see the game. I don't know why he's giving the ball away so much. But it, if that's the way Rafa wants to play with a number 10, we might need to buy a number 10 at Christmas. It's almost like you need advanced analytics because you're just getting the turnovers. You're not getting the situation that forced the change of possession. Like, do you know what I mean? Whether it was sort of misplaced passes or whether it was him just getting bumped off the ball because he's little or him taking the yeah. ball in, or in just in positions that aren't ideal because he's maybe dropping back to take it so he can link the play a bit more. Well, that's what a mate said. He said that um, uh, Perez was dropping deeper, yeah. um, which was pulling the, 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 like the Brentford midfield out of position, which meant that um, Shelby could drop the ball in mm-hmm. to Gale and to Atsu and Gufran um, because of that pocket of space that um, Perez was releasing. So could be that. I don't know. Like I said, until I, without watching the game, I can't really. It's hard to get a full assessment. Well, that's the that's the the common theme of this year's Natter. We're all trying to sort of <laughs> guess what the fuck is going on <laughs> by looking at. <laughs> Looking at stats and looking at random stats. One stat I did like seeing was the attendance for a for a game in the championship against Brentford. Yeah, we mm. got over fifty thousand in. It was, yeah, I think it was just shy of fifty two. It was nigh on a sellout, which is ridiculous. Incredible. I, I guess that's partly to do with the revolution, and partly to yeah. do with we do just generally get quite large crowds. But, I mean, I remember last time we were in the Championship, we were averaging about 40,000, weren't we? Um, I mean, we still were, we were averaging, I think, the third highest in the in England last time we were down. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we did again, because, like you say, it's the Raffolution effect, and also, um, there's just, you know, 38,000, 40,000 fans who turn up no matter who was managing must be more fun to go and watch them win as well, though, because there are some yeah. people who like, could go and uh, do it when we are appalling. Yeah. Uh, so we're second... Think- go on. Sorry, yeah, go on. I was going to say, so we're second in the table right now. I, yeah. I sort of forget, I have to readjust my thinking, because I, I keep on thinking every time we win, we're doing incredible. 
But actually, when you're at the top of the table, every dropped point counts for something. Yeah. So it, that makes it more exciting also. But then last time, last time I was actually on the pod, I said that there was a run of games coming up that where it was going to be five... I think five games where where it was really going to be tough, and we've come through those five games. We're second in the league. We're a point off top, um, and the next five games we're playing eleventh, seventeenth, eighteenth, twenty first, and thirteenth. You'd ex- listen to the way honestly. you casually rattle them stats out. I'd like to think you don't have a sheet of paper in front of you. But isn't it about? Okay, I don't have a sheet of paper. <laughs> But isn't it only about four points between those two teams, between those five teams? Like, it, it just seems so much tighter in the championship, really. I think it's. I think it's. I mean, certainly tight at the top. Um, I, I think, like, uh, was it the top? Um, I think the difference is only like a p- couple of points between uh, between everybody at the top. But down the bottom, no, I think there's certainly. For the likes of like Leeds and stuff like that, who are in the mid, in the you know, in, in middle of the table, they're all bunched together. But well, it's only October, isn't it? So that you're not meant to look at the table till November, are you? As Alex Ferguson yeah. tells us, we've got a game tomorrow night away mm-hmm. at Barnsley. Maybe it's too Adam soon Armstrong's to talk about Barnsley. this. Say that again. Adam Armstrong's Barnsley. Ooh. Is he allowed to play? I should have no. checked that. No, he's not allowed to play. But then, to be fair, he's not been starting anyway, so... I saw some article on uh, doing the rounds this week about how Adam Armstrong was the next Messi. (laughs) I mean, I'm excited about him. But if he's at the next Messi, should we have him on loan at Barnsley? (laughs) Yeah, I I think I saw the same one as you, and I think what they were... They were meaning, you know, that goal that he scored on the opening game of the season, where he turned the uh, the, the defender and killed one into the far corner. I think they yeah. were talking about that goal. And you know that cliche that uh, pundits will say: if that was scored by Messi, we'd be raving about it. Right. Yeah. Like he's not actually comparing to to Messi. He's a good little player, but if he if he can't get in the get in the team for Barnsley, they operate a very different system to Barcelona, though, don't they? That's what you've got to remember. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what you need to remember. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Well, um, Rafa Benitez, I saw him today. He was talking about how, you know, he, he was talking about how he was worried about complacency which is mm. good to know he's got his eye on that. He reckoned Barnsley play quite uh, an, in, in, what's the word, intensive, intensive, yeah. intensive yeah. Uh, style of play. So, you know, can, can we do it on a Tuesday night in Barnsley? That's you have to say that, I mean, they've got the third best attack in the league, which is a concern. But they've got the third worst defence, so I fancy us to outscore us, outscore them. But um, I don't know if uh, I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. The defence, the the goal that we conceded on Saturday looked a yeah. bit dodgy. I thought, Luke. Yeah, we were pretty suspect. There was like the, the set piece defending one. It just turned off. 
Lascelle uh, came off after 60 minutes because he was feeling unwell, apparently. Oh, dear. Yeah, I saw something about him having a virus. Oh, right, he's gone viral. <laughs> okay, well, apparently he's, he's, he, apparently he's fit Sorry. for the game tomorrow night, as is Matt Ritchie. He's in contention, which is good to know. But it'll be interesting yeah. to see whether Atsu keeps his place because he seems to have been doing quite well. Did um, and Dufran certainly been playing well? Yeah, did, and did. who would have thought that? Yeah, and I, I well, actually, that's one thing I wanted to say is like pre-season, I, I picked out Mitrovic, Perez, and Mbemba to be like the standout. They're a cut above. They'll absolutely piss this league. But now it's like Dufran, Shelby, and Anita who look like they're just walking through this league. And Matt, and Matt Ritchie, you'd have to say, and Dwight, yeah, no, Dwight I just Gale. meant like, but that of no. course, our our um, you mean our existing pre-existing yeah, players, yeah, yeah, Luke. Yeah. It just seems like they've got a lot more time on the ball, you know. So if you're mm. uh, the, the time that Gale seemingly had on the ball, I'm, I'm sure he's like, excellent at getting into space and stuff. It's tricky to perceive on highlights, but it's, uh, they they have dropped down a difficulty level. They've you gone know, from if, professional to regular. Yeah, they've gone from on, legend on, on to rookie or whatever it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, like, they should be crushing it. Certainly, I, I don't know, for the ones who had a, a tournament and all that. But did Barnsley play at the weekend? I don't know whether they played on Saturday or Sunday. Oh, Luke, if, we've got a tu- if we're having a Tuesday fixture, the, you don't have that massive window for recovery. It's like a, That's true, but we do have a deep squad. I'm yeah, going to give you the, they did, give they you the fact. Play. And what was the result, it Dave? The uh, it was... Come on, I've got my phone's working away. Let's have a look. Fulham? Correct. 4-2. 4-2 at home to Fulham. So you... And they got a man sent off. Oh, good. Right. Well, you'd have to say, we've got to be stonking favourites for that game. Uh, you, you say that, but we'll be... QPR five, uh, six one and Wolves lost their previous game four nil, and then they turned us over two nil because we turned up complacent. That was on early second, days, though. Yeah, on second thoughts, we're definitely going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's the natter I remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, we've got two two games coming up. We've got Barnsley away tomorrow night. Let's. I mean, it, it's quite early in the show to be doing this, but I. Do, I mean, I, I found myself here. Let's. Should we do predictions for Barnsley? Yes. Sure. Luke. I think we will win. I think it will be 3-1 to us. Yeah, I think that's a good prediction. Dave? Yeah, that's a really good prediction because it's the one I've written down. Right, I'll go... Um, You're allowed to go... It's then. not like... We've no, had this before, no, Dave. Like it's not like being in a restaurant when you, where everyone won't order the same dish. Dave, you're allowed to do the same prediction. You're going to have a bit of my 3-1 if you're... <laughs> no, I'm going to go two. Yeah, yeah. I'll go two one. Two one. Okay, I'm going to go four two. Oh, which is actually the result from Saturday, isn't it? But yeah, I'm going to go. For, I think there'll be goals. I think there'll be plenty of them. Um, yeah, and we've got some players coming back into contention. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Rafa does a bit of rotation. Uh, when you think about it, I mean, I wonder if Gale will keep his place. Or he'll bring uh, Mitrovic on, who was rested, I think, because of international duty. Um, and also, what's his name, is coming back. 
Oh, what's his bloody name? The new one. The ex Ipswich. Oh, Daryl Murphy. Thank you. Yes, he's back into contention, so he'll uh, he'll be on the bench probably. Some uh, some more injury news. Um, Rob Elliott is back into training. Sweet. Oh, that's good news. Do we? Although, think- to be fair, Darlow's not really done anything wrong. No, but do we think that he'll uh, lose his place to Rob Elliott? I feel like I asked this question like. I feel like I, I'm obsessed with this. I think for like for a year I've been asking who's our number one keeper, but I'll ask it again. Do you think Rob Elliott will be our keeper once he's back and fit? Who's that too? I, I reckon it'll wait, it'll wait until, I guess, sort of along what Dave's on about really, until Darlow proves himself to not be worthy of it. As long as he keeps on doing a good job and he made a load of big saves at the weekend. So stick with him, really. Yeah, stick with him. And then... Yeah. Oh, Go on. So I was just going to say, that. It look, yeah, exactly. It looks like uh, Rafa will drop him once he makes mistakes. But if he doesn't make mistakes, well, why would you drop him? Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. So this Saturday we're playing Ipswich Town. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the Tractor Boys. Yeah. <laughs> That's them. Uh, I've always sort of kept an eye on Ipswich Town because my mate supports them. I wanted to go to that game. Luke. Yes. I mean, Ipswich Town are just, they're, they're the perennial championship team, aren't they? Yeah, I think, I think they've so. been in, well, they're not in the Premiership for a bit. Yeah, they've been in the Premiership. Yeah. They had that famous season. They finished fifth once. Yeah. And at the beginning of the Premiership, of course, they had John Walk, who's... Like just looked about fifty for his right. entire career, um, but they've 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 been in the championship longer than any other team, apparently Ipswich. So good start, good start. I would have thought, I would have thought we've got to be massive favourites for that game. Yeah, see how we get on on Tuesday. One one game, well, at, one, one game at a time, mate. Well, you've got to give a predict- prediction now, right? I mean, in fact, oh Christ, I'm not. Yeah, go on. I give- think after we um, respectfully trounce Barnsley, um, we'll pick up another win against Ipswich. I think two 0 and that should hopefully be enough to put us top of the league. Yeah, Dave Watson. I fancy us to. For everything to click, and I fancy us to smash them around, I would say 4-5-0. That sounds good. Um, I feel like we're, we we need some more stuff to talk about. Uh, uh, anything on your mind? Um, I bet you've got some things you want to say, Dave. Go on. Of course I do. Um, the Brentford fans, um, I was... You know, as I do, I was getting into conversations with people on Twitter. And <laughs> <laughs> we had a discussion. Were, do you mean a fight? Yeah. No, I didn't get in, in, into any Twitter fights or anything like that. They're just properly nice, proper football fans, knowledgeable. Um, they seem to treat the, the day up at Newcastle. I mean, some of them were, were, were tweeting after the game that, like, yeah, we deserve to lose, but like how far we've come in such a short spell. I remember when we were playing in Accrington and now we're playing against 50,000, like we're playing, you know, in front of 50,000 fans. Well, in it was their big, stadium. it was their biggest attendance 
uh, in like 60 years or something. Crazy. It's really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've ever played Amazing. in front of. And they just, they, they, everything I've seen on Twitter and, um, and like read in paper articles and stuff like that, they seem to have just really enjoyed the experience of the, of the, you know, playing against Newcastle. And it also was nice to see that they were, they were full of praise of the Newcastle fans before and after the match and saying that, uh, like, the city itself was great and, you know, what, what a lovely place to play football and what a lovely set lads to have a drink with after it. But they all were saying the atmosphere here was flat. At St. James's Park, again. That's what people it's say. Like, I think, yeah. well, I think that on the one hand, We've had, because of the Keegan era, particularly, we'd got this reputation for having incredible fans. And mm. and the media would go on about that for years. So people had it jumped into their heads. And like casual football fans would always, when you mentioned you were a Newcastle fan, they'd always say, oh, the fans are great. The fans are great, aren't they? So, but when people actually go to the stadium, they've got high expectations that we're not reaching and we are quite flat right? in the last mm. 10 years or so. Sometimes when people were saying stuff like that about, oh yeah, you've got great fans, I used to think you're sort of being a bit snide about the fact that we're essentially perpetually supporting a really rather poor to average football team. Being like, well, I'm still getting nearly 53,000 in there, even though you're boys as shit. Right, yeah. <laughs> really, really, really good bunch of guys sticking with that broken marriage you've got there. <laughs> there is a bit of that. I went to, yeah. I went to Leighton Orient on Saturday, watched them play Lut- yeah. Luton, the big game. And uh, their fans, I mean, their fans are so shit. <laughs> Leighton Orient's fans. I mean, they were 2-0 down and Orient got a goal with like 10 minutes to go. And like hard, people were like still walking out, and hardly anyone celebrated. It's like, Ugh. come on! I think London football fans in general are shit, except for I suppose Palace, and by the sounds of it, Brentford. I've been to Brentford a couple of times. I really, really want to go at the Brentford game this season, but I yeah. think it'd be impossible to get tickets. What? What is the fact? This is your buzzers, right? Buzzers for Luke and Dave. What is the fact that everyone knows about Brentford? Buzz. Go on. Dave Watson. They've got a pub in every corner. Correct. Question number two. I did a gig in one of those corner pubs. Did you? Yeah. Question number two. How many of those pubs have I been to? Buzz. Two. Four. I've been uh. to all of them, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are any of them proper boozers? They're all yeah. pretty proper boozers, yeah. Brentford, mate. Yeah, it's not... Well, if I can... It's if I can get, get a hold of tickets... It's not like your posh Manchester job. pubs, Dave. Gastro and that. So, go on. If you can get a hold of tickets, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. all right. Oh, this is really weird doing it on the phone, isn't it? Yeah, it's so strange. It's so strange. I, thank you for bearing with us, the Newcastle on that, a listener. Um, what else is there to talk about? Anything? I was going to ask about... Do you want to... Like just briefly chat about: Would you go two up front, or would you stick with what seems to be working? I would certainly stick with whatever's working. I mean, in my head, this season was going to be about this incredible partnership between Mitrovic and Perez. Yeah, but um, 
you know, big man, little man. And of course, you could change that now for Dwight Gale. But it seems to be working the way it is. So I say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Luke? I'd say it's going to differ depending on who we're playing against. You know, if we, if we play against, I guess, a team that would play with a sweeper or whatever it is, and just going to have to mix our foremost depending on what we are running at. But for the time being, obviously, if we're still banging in goals until the team can stop us banging in goals, stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, but it would be nice to see. It would be nice well, yeah, to see it, some some games with two up front. Just, I I just think fun, with like with like Hayden and Shelby in the centre, or or Colback instead of Hayden, the, the amount of quality we've got on the wing, and if you've got if you've got that much quality on the wing, and I know Atsu's like delivery apparently wasn't great on the weekend, um, but he can certainly get to the byline and just drag a ball back. If you've got Mitrovic and Gale occupying their, their centre-halves and causing them different types of trouble, I'd like to see that. Certainly at home against like the weaker sides where we're going to not just dominate possession but dominate space and, and the channels as well. Like, why not? Like, just We've already got the best goal difference in the league. Why not ramp it up a bit? Why not fuck it up? <laughs> yeah. Not, Put ourselves at risk. <laughs> well there are yeah, the games I, I are coming did. thick and fast and there's a lot of them so I wouldn't be surprised if you do get to see a bit of that but Rafa's never really been a, a two up front type manager has he? No not really but then you could really you could play like a four four one one with maybe Gale dropping a little bit deeper which I wouldn't like or Mitrovic which I think's okay because you can play a target man drop deep that's that's fine you could do that Mitrovic scored in the international break yeah so it's nice to see that he's scoring goals for someone um oh I'll tell you who was playing for uh Luton Town when I went to watch Luton Orient Alex Gilead oh yeah Newcastle United player on loan yeah how did he do? He did all right, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was, did all right. Was Joey Kinnear there operating as part of Newcastle United saying we should sign him up? He's the best player on the pitch. <laughs> Probably. What is that story? Go- uh, was it Craig Ferguson? Craig Ferguson? Yeah, is that is Shane? Shane Ferguson. Shane, Fer- Shane Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, he was playing for Birmingham and absolutely bossing it. And Joey Kinnear was like, he's amazing. Sign him. Sign him. He's, he's <laughs> one of yours, mate. <laughs> Yeah, he's already one of your players. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Joking here, honestly. Amazing. I do get that, I have that argument fairly regularly with people where they say that we didn't like Pardew because he was a Cockney or that because, you know, that whole Cockney mafia thing. But we'd, looking back on it, we did have a bit of a series of, like, the worst Cockneys of yeah. all time <laughs> being thrown at us. Dennis Wise, Mike Ashley, Joe Kinnear, Alan Pardew. Derek Lambius. Derek Lambius. Yeah, he's part of that gang, wasn't he? Goodness. Yeah. I mean, if it had been the cast of Only Fools and Horses, it might have been different. But... <laughs> anyway, um, anything else you'd like to say, Dave? No, I'm good, I'm good. Well, it's been lovely to speak to you. Uh, yeah, it's good to catch up. 
Luke, anything else you'd like to say? Say? No, it's nice being on. Yes, Good to know the matter is in excellent hands. It is, and uh, you're hopefully going to be on a lot more this season. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Good. So, uh, thank you very much, Dave Watson. Thank you, Luke Benson. My name is Fergus Craig. But most importantly, thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listener. If you like us, please rate us on iTunes. And follow us at Newcastle Natter. And send us cash. Thank you very much. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.